0: Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, the new salary cap projections for the 23-24 season are out. Should it change the Lakers' strategy for this season? That's the question next on Locked On Lakers. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts, always free, never behind a paywall. Locked on Lakers on YouTube uh, is where you go to see the show. And uh, generally speaking, get a little bit earlier than the audio product. We try to get that up a few hours early as a little bonus to everybody. Plus it's a little more fun because you can see uh, all the, 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 the cool stuff that we do on the show. Um, So a few things we want to get into, including uh, the NBA seems really, Andy, to be pushing through this mid-season tournament concept. Um, The layout of when Pau Gasol might end up in the Hall of Fame and who might or might not go with him. uh, It makes for a fun day for the Lakers. We'll try to get to that as the show goes on. But first, Andy, um, the NBA has some salary cap projections um, that are set up for the 23-24 season. So not this year. But next year. So uh, this year the cap is around 123 million, and next season, based on current projections, that's going to go up to about 134. So you know what is that? 11 million more, give or take, um, with a little higher tax threshold as well. That you know we've talked a lot about cap space and the potential and what Rob Palenka wants to do with it next offseason, whatever. And for a lot of a lot of the year, the offseason, we've been talking about how they'll have some, but not necessarily a ton if they don't do anything with Russ. An extra $11 million opens up a little more space, perhaps, to do stuff. And I don't know. Do you think that changes the the, the math for the Lakers here at all?
1: Well, uh, I mean, first of all, before we even get into that, I just wanted to quickly say um I. There were some really nice comments over the weekend on the YouTube channel um, because I let it be known I was having a colonoscopy on Friday. Um, I really appreciated what everybody said, wishing me the best, hoping the test came out clean. And for the three or four people that wished
0: you the worst, screw you.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? (laughs) Wish harder next time, man, because my colonoscopy came back
0: perfect. Like, clean mm-hmm. as a whistle. You could eat off that colon if you wanted to. Could <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to, man. It, I, I even saw the pictures afterwards.
1: If I do say so myself, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous <laughs> in there. I got to say, it's aesthetically pleasing. So people are uh,
0: many people, many of the best people are saying it's the best colon they've ever seen.
1: Yep. But uh, for real, I did want to say thank you to everybody. It was very nice to hear that from people because anybody who's been through this knows uh, it's stressful. And, Mm -hmm. you know, beyond the whole picturing the worst thing, you also just, there's a lot that goes into it that's not particularly fun. So just wanted to say thank you. Um, As far as the actual Lakers and the cap goes, if they end up adding no long-term salary this year through any type of deal, depending on what happens with Damian Jones, if he opts into his 2.5 mil for 23-24, and if Max Christie is on the roster They'll have anywhere from thirty to forty million dollars in space. Like that that is a given. The exact number
0: remains to be seen. Right. It but depends on you know the projections can change and um you know and all that. You know, I mean, but even then, like you know, Damian Jones opts in, you could very easily trade him. Like sure. But so yeah, I think from a practical standpoint, it's fair to say the Lakers could have about that much money in there. You got to figure out like Austin Reeves as a qualifying, or if there's other stuff. LeBron's salary, it is, right, is not as exactly worth noting, that. though. Right, it's worth noting, though, Andy. They freed up all their money. They'd have LeBron and Anthony Davis. That's yeah, it. You exactly. Got a lot. You might have some cap space. You also have two players, so sure. it's not like you have a full roster, and um, and and all this cap space. And I, I say that not to to tell you because you know, but for for other people who are kind of trying to conceptualize the conversation that we're about to have. It's not a roster of five or six or seven, eight guys and then cap space. It's two dudes, maybe three, maybe four, and somewhere between, you know, 30 and 37, 38, 39 million.
1: What what jumped out at me though is interesting about this is the idea that 30 to $40 million to play with in terms of picking your free agents is, you know, that's not an inconsiderable sum. It's not going to be enough to get you a max player, but it is enough to get you one pretty well, close it, to max it, I think it,
0: doesn't, it technically may depend on the max player, but probably not the guy you're thinking. Not, no. Not what people are thinking. Not a superstar. Right, exactly. It's not going to get you a superstar level max player, but it could get you one pretty
1: close to that level player or a couple... Pretty high end, pretty uh, you know valuable role players, and it just got it got me thinking in terms of the Lakers figuring out their options for either this year and trading Russell Westbrook and you know, potentially settling on the best offer they think they're going to get for this year trying to put their best foot forward for this year trying to currently have the best the, team. that
0: would be the heel turner deal I think if, that's, if it, well maybe
1: maybe it is maybe if, it's Utah I, i'm saying well, that in
0: theory for of the deals that are that are rumored available for the Lakers that are a theoretical possibility you and I both agree that you know having talked through it that the Turner deal is probably Better than what they could get out of Utah, depending on obviously what goes back. I think as a, the, the, for me at least, you correct me if if you disagree. For me at least, the idea as much as I love gathering a lot of players, the, the, if you can get two guys who fill needs and a guy in Miles Turner who fits very well with Anthony Davis, um, you're getting the best player. It simplifies the rotation in really important ways that getting four players say from utah doesn't do
1: i don't even think it's debatable i think the miles turner buddy healed is the best combination of raising your ceiling and raising your floor and actually bringing in a player in miles turner that you would want to keep long term Mm -hmm. because a if you're giving up both those picks you're going to want to extend a 26 year old center you don't want to make that a rental Mm -hmm. but also miles turner Health assumed, and that's you know a phrase that goes with a lot of Lakers, but he and Anthony Davis could fit very well together on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. But when I said the best possible offer, not definitively being Indiana, I'm saying it may turn out that that's not possible for them, so they just because you know, this
0: is this. I actually we meant to, to mention this last week. There's a lot of people who are like, there is an assumption, I think, from some corners of you know, Lakers, you know, the Lakers sphere. Um, you know in terms of how fans look at this particularly that are saying how you Laker know, if, media looks at this to some degree if the Lakers would just give up that second pick then this could have been done this would be done like the Lakers if they would do Westbrook and both picks they could have this deal done and that may be true there you know the Lakers right now don't have terribly powerful incentives to give everything they possibly can. Until it, sh- until it looks like somebody else is going to swoop in and take Miles Turner and Buddy Heald away from them. And thus far, I have heard nothing. Like Or not until Utah have- starts selling off pieces individually. Right. Right now, it, do- it doesn't seem like that is is a great emergency. But the flip side is, Indiana also doesn't have a lot of incentive to just jump on what the Lakers are going to give because they know what the Lakers' best offer is. There's no mystery here. There's no... Um, Counter. you know, third or fourth or fifth thing that they would try to add in there. And so I, you know, it's not, the, the Lakers may very well be willing to offer it and Indiana just doesn't have the incentives yet, yet to take it because they might be hoping to get something else for miles Turner, maybe, you know, a, a young player and a pick, so they don't have to take on Westbrook and buy him out. Like there are other potential options there. Um, you know, where, where they can make this work. And so I, I it's, it's worth pointing out. Um, let's break down the num- the money and, and the choice the Lakers have next in terms of how this new cap figure impacts where they could go for next year. Cause this choice the Lakers have been having to make all summer is the really big theme, not just for this year, but for the probably the next two or three going forward uh, and any bit of new information changes it, and this is new, you know, new information, and it could change it. We'll do it next.
1: Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online, BetOnline.net. Your fastest, easiest way to check in on all your betting needs for odds, lines, games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top. Online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, podcasts—they have you covered. BetOnline um, has right now the 2023 NBA Championship odds because it is never too early to start betting on that. The Lakers, hmm, twenty to one—they hmm. are a twenty to one uh, betting favorite right now, or a lack of favoritism, depending on how you want to put it. They have fallen from at one point fourteen to one. The Celtics. Are currently the betting favorite at five. Bet online your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Um. All right. So the Lakers have to figure out Andy what they are if um if uh, if they make a trade, um, and they have to figure out who they are if they don't make a trade and they have to figure out who they might be, uh, if they do either one, because the, the, the process of digging themselves out of this hole or climbing out of this hole that they've dug I hate when people say digging out of a hole, it's not how you get out of a hole. Um, well, that's the point of the expression is that no, you're think, digging but yourself. It's become something you just got to dig your way out. Like I, I, th- I don't think people see it that way. I think they look at it now as like, that's how you get out of the hole. You have to stop digging, as everybody knows. The Lakers need to figure out how to stop digging. And certainly the wrong trade is driving those shovels deeper into the ground and just you just keep going. So, you know, the the idea that you could have potentially impactful cap space uh into next next offseason in ways that are more impactful than they currently would be and certainly more impactful than they would be if you make a trade for any kind of salary that 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 continues. It's got you got to at least stop and think about it. Yeah, I mean I,
1: this reminds me a lot of that scene in Argo where they're presenting the plan to make the fake movie as right. a cover story to go into Iran and get those hostages out of the country safely and when they present this it's told to them rightly this plan is ridiculous mm-hmm. and it's a terrible idea and Ben Affleck and Brian Cranston let them know this is the best bad idea in terms of a series of bad options. Mm-hmm. This is the best bad idea by far that they have. And the Lakers are in a position right now where you know they they made their all-in move last year. They made their all-in win now move with Russell Westbrook and it did not work. And they are the equivalent right now of a poker player who made the all-in move, lost, and then as they're getting up from the table, realized, "Oh, I, I have a few chips left in my cup holder. I'm actually not entirely." Which, by the way, out terrible form for poker. Sure, but nonetheless, you get right. to play but, a little but, more. Be that as it may, right? You have no ability to reload. You have no ability to get more chips. This is your last all-in move. So you want want to try to do this from the best position possible, your best bad option in terms of going all in short stacked because it does not often work out for you, but it's the best opportunity to try. And the Lakers are in a position right now where they're trying to figure out, okay, is either Buddy Heald and Miles Turner or some combination of Utah players which requires us to give up one or likely both of our first-round picks, but doing it this year with LeBron one year younger than he'll be next year, with Anthony Davis with one fewer season of wear and tear, is trying to go all in for this season a better bad plan with the trade that they make that they don't feel totally confident with rather than possibly punting this season Mm-hmm. But going into next year with 30 to 40 million dollars of cap space and an ability to get some free agents. That okay, but but not just out. and
0: not just free agents, because I think this is really important. Because you know, and I and I want to say save for a second, because I know you've kind of taken a peek at the types of players that might be available. Yeah. And it's it's very early. You know, the list is never the list. And this is you know, one of my points about free agency that I think is I know you've made the point too over the years. You know, everybody looks at the, the the list for 23, 24, so strong. The list is never the list. But it's not just signing free agents. If the Lakers went into the offseason with $35 million of cap space, you have the ability to trade into that space. You can acquire players sure. um, into cap space. Granted, they won't have a lot to give anybody, but you you would have picks. You would, have, you would still have whatever you have left, and you could acquire players into that space. So there's multiple ways to do it. And, and you keep would, those it, pit, and you keep those picks to actually do it. To do it. And so you can change the strategy here a little bit. You know, where the Lakers were on this treadmill of over the cap, over the end of the tax, nothing but, you know, minimum uh veterans, or, you know, minimum veterans and that one exception, whatever you get every year. Um, so they would have clutch player to be named later. Right. They would have a different way to go about it um next off season context here. When you talk about punting this season, you know we we went in last uh, last week we talked about the bet online odds of like making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. Um the Lakers I believe on that list were 7th. if 7th or 8th from bet online, um a play-in team currently behind Golden State. Um I have the full list here. It was Golden State, Denver, the Clippers in no particular order, Golden State, Denver, the Clippers, Phoenix, Memphis, Minnesota, and Dallas. And then the Lakers were in there. Um, ahead of New Orleans and Portland. Mark Stein, who, uh, you know, in this world of sub stacks and newsletters and whatever, remains, as he has been for decades, one of the best guys out there, absolutely worth subscribing to. So he has his first power rankings of the season and, you know, in in, in proper fashion, points out it's September, you know, take, take all of this with a grain of salt. He's got the Lakers at 18th. And the basic reason is this. Um, uh, Perhaps if James, who turns 38 in December, and Anthony Davis each play 70 games a season, and then if uh, new coach Darvin Ham can actually usher Russell Westbrook to some sort of productive role, even after Patrick Beverly's arrival seemingly made Lakerland more combustible, maybe then LeBron and company can snag one of the West's lower seeds. But let's just say a lot has to go right after one of the most disappointing seasons in franchise history. So, you know, his basic philosophy and the reason he's got the Lakers 18th in the power rankings, which is 10th in the conference behind the teams that I mentioned before and New Orleans, which makes sense to me, to be honest with you, and even Portland, is because he doesn't believe all the stuff that would probably need to go right for the Lakers to have the best case scenarios that we've sort of laid out are actually going to happen. And if that's the case, you really are punting on the season because. You know, at best, you're talking about a low-level six, seven, eight kind of thing. You're in the play-in, maybe you're you're an intriguing choice, or whatever. But realistically, it's not happening. So does you know, does the heel turner thing make you good enough? Does a Utah deal make you good enough? Because Mark Stein, who's not a fireballing flamethrower kind of guy, is just like, look, this is what they are right now. And I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to have New Orleans ranked ahead of the Lakers right now, uh, with a healthy Zion coming back and what they did last year. Well, theoretically, even... healthy Zion. I need to see that before sure. I believe it. But I also need to see Kendrick Nunn. Sure. Um, but Zion's even... way more important than Kendrick Nunn. Oh, I know. But I I also don't think it's absurd even to have Portland and the Lakers on the same level, just given the given the health concerns the Lakers have. Sure. That's Stark. <laughs> so, is that a better option? Like, it, so next, let's let's look at the what it could be. If it sucks, like to have to wait through another season of this, knowing it's probably not going to work out, doesn't mean it can't be entertaining. Doesn't mean it can't be better. Doesn't mean Westbrook can't be more uh, fun to watch. That they can't win 44, If Guys stay 45 healthy
1: games. this year; they're going to be considerably better than last year. Even if they are not a high-end playoff team, they will be better. They will be much. They're not going to win more. 33 games. That's right. For sure. They're they're going to be much more entertaining to watch. They're going to be much more competitive out there. That that is a given. I can promise you that. If those guys are on the court, if you get 70 games out of LeBron and AD, I don't care how the other pieces fit. They will be considered. right.
0: And better. I actually think if that's the case, if you do get that, that I think you know a six seed, for example, in staying yeah. out of the play-in is certainly on the table. I, yes. I, I don't know Absolutely. if I put them there or not because there are six really good teams in the West just with you know Golden State, Denver, Clippers, Phoenix, Memphis, Minnesota. That's six really good teams. And, and that's part of it. Eight of his top 13 teams, Mark Sine's top 13 teams in the West are in the West. Eight of the top 13 in the NBA are in the West. So it's not just the Lakers being, um, you know, shorthanded or not as good. It's that... That's stacked, like stacked. So um, anyway, um, let's look then next at what could be if they waited. What might they be able to do? What kinds of players could they bring in to reconstruct a team that still has LeBron, that would still have Anthony Davis, that would not have Russell Westbrook? So we'll do that next. Andy, I love it when you do work so I don't have to. You took a look at the list of, of, of potential free agents for the 23, going into the 23 24 season. So next, uh, next offseason, what might the Lakers be able to do just on a free agent level? Because we mentioned the trade thing is certainly possible and there's no way to predict what that could look like. But just on a free agent level, what could it look like? What kinds of players would be available to them if they had that $30 to $40 million to spend?
1: Well, before I before I even get into the list, I, I do want to point out though, in, in terms of the concept of punting the season or, you know, not going all in, you know, th- this year with LeBron, with him being the relatively younger version of who of who you're gonna have for the next couple of years, you know, the relatively less weary version of Anthony Davis for however much longer. He's on the Lakers. LeBron is a spry 38 <laughs> whatever right. he is now. as opposed to a, a less spry 39. exactly what you do what you do need to though consider from a totally pragmatic realistic standpoint is if you make a move for say a few jazz players that you don't actually think really moves the needle in a significant way, you are in reality punting this season too. Yes, you're just doing it, giving up more stuff, and sort of doing it more performatively. But you're not actually getting better. So it's something that you have to be. Keep, you have to be keeping this in mind from a just totally again pragmatic standpoint. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to uh, doomcast anything. I just want to make it clear that like just because you do the cosmetic efforting. Of signaling that you are going all in or that you are not satisfied with what you have. While that will make fans happy in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of getting Russell Westbrook off the books and on another team, I think in the moment will have fans joyous. But if it doesn't significantly make the team better, there won't be that's going to fizzle April. away quickly. Yeah. The reality will set in. But anyway, 100% agree. As far as free agents in like the 30-ish to, I don't know, 10-ish million range, at least potentially, these are some of the guys that I came up with. Andrew Wiggins, if there's no extension with Golden State and he doesn't get a raise, he's currently making $30 million. He might be out of there, but I just wanted to throw him out there as maybe the top line guy that could be possible. Harrison Barnes currently making 18 million dollars now, I don't picture him getting a significant raise no, at age 31. Right. right. Good um, really
0: solid player but yep, somewhere Karis, probably in that you know 20 million 18-20 million dollar range.
1: Right. Karis Lavert currently making a little below 19 million, I would be very surprised if Cleveland kept him given would, his salary concerns. Would fit right it, in given all of his health concerns. Yeah, um he's not going to be a starter for them anytime soon unless they want to keep him purely as a trade asset. You know, assuming he's even on the Cavaliers when this season ends, I would be shocked, actually, if he's with Cleveland next year. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, you can get him for less money than his current $19 million without having to give up anything. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. has a player option at 18. Maybe Toronto doesn't want to commit to him long term or they get outbid if he opts out. Uh, Malik Beasley has a $16 million team option for 23-24. I am very confident. That if he is still on Utah, that is getting declined. Uh, Brooke Lopez currently making 13 and a half. Could How old be is Brooke season. now? it has got to be 30s. I mean, probably yeah, uh, mid-30s, maybe low to mid-30s. Um, currently making 13 and a half. Um, if his back holds up, Milwaukee decides not to retain him. He can obviously play with AD. Kyle Kuzma. He's 34. He's turning Kyle out. Kuzma He's he opts yeah. out of his uh, $13 million player option. Which he will. Who knows what the Wizards are going to do with him because everything they're doing makes absolutely no sense. Kuz also, is
0: definitely opting out of that and is much more than a $13 million player in this NBA.
1: Uh, Josh Hart could be another potential free agent uh, that could be within the Lakers' uh, price range. Dylan Brooks making $11 million now, and Memphis is starting to become an expensive team. Mm-hmm. Ja and... Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. are already locked up. Desmond Bain could be getting into an extension by then. They could, could be looking to work it out by then. You know, Dylan Brooks could maybe become a casualty. He could fit in extremely well and fit needs for the Lakers. You know, Josh Richardson's currently making twelve. You could get him yeah. maybe next season without having to actually give up anything. There's no way San Antonio is going to be retaining him. No, but yeah. s- assuming he hasn't been flipped, uh, Reggie Jackson's making about twelve million right now. Jay Crowder's making about ten. It's more or less what he's going to be making. Seth Curry currently makes eight million dollars. And then guys like Miles Turner, Jeremy Grant, if they're still on their teams, they're gonna be, I mean, Portland's gonna keep Jeremy Grant. I don't but think if so. Miles Turner is still on Indiana okay. by the end of this season, it's because they've decided they want to keep him.
0: All right. So again, keeping in mind the list is never the list. Right. Um and and all of that. And I am horrific at the at the how much is this guy gonna make game. Um, right, I just, I'm I've just gauging this
1: off their current salaries. Sure, and sure, sure, sure. I didn't
0: include anybody that I thought was in line for a massive raise. Right. And 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 you know who knows maybe Kyrie has a weird season. You can get him for a little bit less, whatever. But the, this is the problem. Right. None of this excites me because you know guys like Gary Trent Jr. who are younger, who I think actually are like, oh, okay, you know this. I don't think he's gonna be available. You know, players like that, I think, you know, Toronto is going to hold on to him and they've sure. come up with a number. Um, and he play, he's played really well for them. He fits right in. I don't want to spend 10, 12, you know, spending that kind of money on a 34 year old Brook Lopez, who is still a very effective player when, you know, when he's healthy. Um, you have to have a ready made team around. Like, so you start to go through this. Like, if I could pick, you know, Bogdanovich, um, who's still a pretty good player. Um, and it's very crowded in Atlanta. There's no question. Um, you know, Josh Hart's turned into a really nice role player. I'd bring Kuz back in a heartbeat. Dylan Brooks is a young player with a lot of utility. Um, Harrison you know, Barnes you, could be really right, useful. You surround a guy, you know, a little core like that with Harrison Barnes, but they can't do all those things. You can do like one of those things or two of those things, maybe. And then you I think you eat. can.
1: I think if they have thirty-ish million dollars, they can potentially get two of the guys on this list. Absolutely. Okay.
0: So you're. Let's say you go, and I'm just making up names. LeBron, um, LeBron, AD, Barnes, Kuzma. That's probably not the best balance there, but whatever. Sure. Um, you know, swap out Brooks if you could do it. Those are your four players. Now you got to fill out the rest of the roster.
1: With Mins
0: and yet another clutch. Right. And now, by the way, you can no, you don't have, you could trade the picks for a player at this point, but you can't trade the, you know, a guy into space. It's, it's, I don't think it's a worse plan because I think enough things could open up that you would, um, you'd be able to, uh, you'd eventually land on a combination of stuff that's better than, Buddy healed, Miles Turner, whatever you left with, or maybe what you can trade Buddy Healed for next offseason, which is certainly an option. Um, any other things? And it's like, I'll tell you right now, I, I, would ra- I, I don't, I, I don't think it's a worse option. But I also think there are a lot of scenarios where you don't necessarily end up any better off than you are now, and you've given away essentially given away the season. You might, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, again, I go back to your point that you were making in the previous segment. This is the best bad idea we have, sir, by far.
1: Yes, this is the Argo. You have only best bad, bad I've seen. choices, right, in front of you. I mean, I will tell you right now, I would rather roll the dice on this coming off season and keeping my picks, keeping the most flexibility, keeping the most optionality. Because they
0: would be able to add, would they be able to add one more pick next off they, they would. That, they would get their pick swapped
1: they would get their pick swap with new Orleans. They can make, they can deal that pick on draft day. They can select somebody and then trade that pick. I, I am leaning towards the hunting the season. If you have to, and theoretically putting LeBron in a better position to win in 23, 24, I actually think that is a better plan than any of the options you could get from Utah.
0: If I have to make a decision, oh, right. I, I, right. I completely agree. Because you know, unless you could do it with, with without you, you can clean up enough of what Utah is doing that you can somehow keep both picks. But I don't see that happening. And I just I don't know what having one pick lying around really does for you. I mean, you see I mean, what the market's been. I just you kind of to me, I almost feel like you either need both of them. Or well, you the know, one makes something that's worth giving up both of them. Well, again, the
1: one gives you the option to combine it with this upcoming draft, for example. No, like I understand in- I
0: no, I understand what it does. I just I in terms of getting impact players, I just think one draft pick six six years from now right. is not as is not a it's not a great package.
1: And I just don't think any of the Utah combinations make them good enough that it is worth Throwing in everything you have. I don't think any of those combinations make them that much better. He, the Heald-Turner one, I, I've said before, I think if you bring in Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, and again, the constant caveat, guys stay healthy, mm-hmm. I think that is a team that's that could get as high as a four seed. I think that is a four, five, six seed, somewhere in that area, that has potential to grow you know, maybe can capitalize on a few bad breaks that other teams uh, suffer through. I think if nothing else, you are creating a legitimately competitive team. You're giving LeBron that opportunity. You're giving yourself that opportunity to try to make LeBron's last few years with the Lakers legitimately healthy and bringing it again, again, a guy like Miles Turner that who, could be part fits, of the future moving forward.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a really I'd love to hear what you guys think We want to get back to you know we asked the Westbrook question um, last week and we'll, we'll get back to that over the course but like you know what what do you think like you know it, because you know this is a question and if you think the Lakers don't think about what you think um in terms of the perception of the team and all that you are obviously kind of delusional it's you know so much of this what the Lakers do is built around these sorts of optics and uh, I, I it's a new it's a new option. Um, that is that that adds a talking point and adds a, a point of consideration to what the Lakers could do this offseason heading into the year, or what they do with Russ as the season goes on. Uh, but again, you only really get one swing at this, no matter what your plan is. You really only you can only do one thing, and the Lakers really need to pick a plan at some point. And um, I am fascinated to see what they're going to do. It's important
1: to remember if they make a move this year, particularly if it's not Heald and Turner, and that one doesn't work out well you're almost certainly putting yourself in a position
0: where you could be wasting both the seasons is, you have with a tough ne- they're in a t- It's a tough needle to thread, no matter how you mm-hmm. do it. But you have, to, you have to pick the best path, you have to believe in that path, and you have to commit to it. And, yep. and you have to have a plan for that path. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll keep talking through these options and others. Hoping to hook up with Travis Rogers uh, of Locked on Rams uh, to talk a little bit about just sort of the state of management of L.A. sports. You know, It's kind of a fascinating time. Uh, to look at the way that these different teams operate between the Rams and the Lakers week one, notwithstanding for the Rams, they did win a super bowl last year. Um, so a lot of stuff that we want to do is we're creeping up towards training camp, Andy. So locked on Lakers is where you go to get the show uh, and see it and, and participate on the chat board there, which in the comments section there, which is really a great community of people. Um, and so we will see everybody next time.